What's up, people? Welcome to another edition of the Straight Shoot in View with yours truly, Straight Shoot in LJA. And you know what? There's been some interesting news in the footballing world. And yeah, it's been in the last, what, 24 hours or so that it's been mentioned that there are proposals. Apparently, um, what's it from? Liverpool's owners and Manchester United are involved in proposals or there's been a leaked document with proposals for an 18-team Premier League, 1-8 instead of 20, scrapping the Community Shield and also getting rid of the EFL, a.k.a. the League Cup. And you know what, yeah? It's one of them where a little disappointed, yes, but football at that level, at Premier League level, at the very top, it's all about money and making money. And sadly, this is a reality that is not new. And it seems like, I mean, for me, it's not even a surprise. Because at the end of the day, every few years, a breakaway league seems to get mentioned. A few years ago, I think it was 2016, maybe even a bit earlier. A few years ago, there were mentions of a dream football league out in Dubai <clears throat> that was going to be set up with like the top four or five teams from each of the big nations Spain, Italy, England obviously and it was basically going to be a Champions League breakaway league now that ended up getting exposed for being a hoax which was hilarious because the Times newspaper actually ran a double page spread on it before ever, ver ever verifying any information on it, they ran a double-page spread. They had giant pictures of Messi. And it was like, yeah. But the reason it caught fire as even a theory and that it could happen was purely on the basis that nobody denied it. So nobody denied it and the parasitic media, as usual, ran with it. And it got exposed as, a, as basically an elaborate hoax. So... These proposals, apparently from a leaked document that the Telegraph, that the Telegraph newspaper got a hold of somehow, and obviously it's been circulated now through a load of other sources. And as I said, it doesn't surprise me if it's true, if these proposals are legitimate, they wouldn't surprise me. Purely on the basis that look at the advent of pay-per-view football coming back again and look at the, look at the advent of pay-per-view football coming back again in um, I think it's I think it's going to come in November of 2020 as this is filmed because and I will have another vlog on that one so watch this space for my views on that but suffice to say the Premier League is based on greed always has been always will be sadly and for me, these proposals, if true, you've got to look at the players involved. With Liverpool at the moment, there are murmurings of, basic, of basically, I think it's like a consortium of billionaires trying to buy a minority stake in the club. I think 25% is, um, is the exact figure being floated 
which would put the club on the New York Stock Exchange, just like Manchester United, um, putting them on the new, putting the club on the New York Stock Exchange, and also valuing the club at eight billion pounds, which is insane when you think of it. So this is the kind of level of money that we're potentially dealing with, right here. So it's one of them, and you look at Man United, um, I think they still are on the Forbes, at the top of the Forbes list as the most, um, what's it, the wealthy club or valuable club, it kind of flip-flops, um, depending on your perspective. But it's one of them where that's the level of money that they're potentially dealing with here. So these proposals, as I said, shouldn't be surprising. Also, it's been said that FSG came out with ideas back in, I think, like 2017, Talking, talking about the potential of restructuring leagues and all that kind of thing. And the way I look at it is this. You've got to look at these owners, FSG, the Glazers, and also throw in Stan Kroenke of Arsenal. You can see, I'll start with Kroenke first. Kroenke, you can see, you can see that Stan Kroenke's focus is not on Arsenal and never has been. So for him, so for him to... Yeah, so, so his methodology and the way he goes about things is going to be totally different to an owner like, say, Dave Whelan or even Mike Ashley. But I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Ashley threw his hat behind this because he is a ruthless businessman. He, remember, he's been playing Monopoly with the high street, <laughs> with, the, with the great British high street over the past, what, two, three years. So, yeah, some people may say, oh, well... English owners of clubs are a bit different. It's like, nope. I said, if you look at Mike Ashley as an example, nope. But it's one of them where you look at, you look at, I said, Stan Kroenke. Then you look at, say, the Glazers, who have used Manchester United as nothing but a cash cow to service their own debts. Let's be real about it. Let's be honest about it. And they've done that for years. We saw the Newton Heath protests, what, oh God, six, seven years ago now? We saw that. They disappeared as soon as... Because Man United was still winning trophies at that point, that Newton Heath protest gimmick disappeared quite quickly. But a lot of these... I mean, you've got to bear in mind as well how the Glazers even bought that club. And the same thing happened to us as a Liverpool supporter. The same thing happened to us back in 2010 with, um, with Gillette and Hicks. Sorry, back in 2007 with Gillette and Hicks when, um, what's it, Rick Parry and the Moores family moved aside. So, it's, it's one of them. And then you look at FSG. FSG have said from day one that they would not be benevolent benefactors. For example, like a Roman Abramovich. And even he's not a benevolent benefactor. Like, he doesn't muck around. He gets his money out of Chelsea. I guarantee you that much. He may write off debts here and there, but he's making money hand over fist. So... It's one lip, so it's one them. Leave that aside. But FSG said from day one that they were not going to be these wealthy benefactors coming in and throwing money at the club. They said that in 2010. And yes, they've delivered on their promises and they wanted to make the club sustainable. So guess what? They're going to prioritise profits. They're going to prioritise profits, no doubt. So these proposals... Although concerning, disappointing, disgraceful, to be perfectly honest, if they are accurate, if they are legitimate, and it pains me that it's 
the owners of the club that I support coming out with this. But at the end of the day, you do have to look at football very, very pragmatically, especially now with, again, the Premier League and the advent of the pay-per-view, pay-per-view games again, rearing this ugly head after the whole Prem Plus thing back a few years back. More on that on another vlog. Keep your eyes peeled, as I said earlier. So you've got to, so you've got to look at it like this. I mean, you look at FIFA. FIFA is supposed to be a benevolent organisation, a not-for-profit, but they're sitting on billions of pounds worth of cash reserves. So, and that was revealed when Blatter was in charge. UEFA will be much the same as well, are much the same. And then, but then you've only got you've got to look at as well, in terms of football being purely about money. You've got to look at the fit and proper persons test. How many people have actually failed the fit and proper persons test? Massimo Cellino at Leeds, look at him, he was a two-time, he was a convicted two-time fraud star. He was convicted twice for fraud, and yet was still able to take over that club and almost ruin it completely. So there's that, there's the Portsmouth situation years ago with, um, what's it, Bjorn Gaydermack, among others, when they were changing hands every few months. As I used to say on Pix Talk shows, they were, that ownership of Portsmouth was changing hands like chlamydia at a teenage party. I don't know how they got the paperwork through so quick. But as I said, these proposals, if they are legitimate, it is one of them where if they get rid of the EFL Cup, obviously that is cutting off a revenue stream for a hell of a lot of other sides in the Football League. 72 other sides are getting a, a revenue stream chopped off. And those revenue streams have already been chopped off because of the influence of the Premier League with the FA Cup. You look at the FA Cup after quarterfinals, no second legs. Sorry, no replays. So it's one of them where it's like you could, you've got to look at it very much pragmatically and think all of these things have been getting put, put in place over the years. And really and truly, you actually can't even blame the coronavirus pandemic for this. I mean, it has been said that the coronavirus pandemic has accelerated some of this stuff. But, as said, that would mean that the plans would already have to have been in place to be accelerated. So, as much as... People are just going to try and, and you look at the Sky Sports buddy headline, it's like Liverpool and Man United with these proposals, owners with these proposals. And it's like, wait, hold on a minute. you got to bear in mind, for years, Richard Scudamore has tried to get the 39th game going. Why? To make more money. Look at how much the broadcast rights deals are going for. And the, greed, and the greed at the top of the game, where it's like, what, 5.136 billion pounds out of that. That was the previous deal, obviously. Grassroots football was getting 260 million out of it. And then look at recent news where it's like, yeah, they're going to cut 22 million a year for the next four years off of grassroots football budgets. The FA are going to do that. So is it any surprise that they're trying to ring fence the money at the top? And again, football is a microcosm of society because you look at the Conservatives, not to get too political, but look at the Conservatives and what they do with their good old boy networks. Like Mike Coop, the former chief executive of Sainsbury's. That, all right, I'm going to leave my opinions on him to the side because I don't want this getting too political. But him getting a high job at the track and trace stuff. 
I'm inside. No, 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 no. <laughs> the whole thing, the whole thing is, as I said, based on good old boy networks and money. And as I said, it should be of no, no real surprise that Rick Parry has thrown his support behind this. Because, number one, he was a former Liverpool chief executive, mainly. So, of course, he's going to support something, even though he's chief executive of the, um, of the Football League right now. Of course, he's going to throw his lot in behind whatever the Premier League does, because he's trying to get money. He's trying to get money for it. Obviously, there's, there's talk about a £250 million bailout um, scheme for the EFL at the moment because obviously fans being allowed back into stadiums has been delayed. More on that in another vlog. <clears throat> so Rick Parry is not going to burn a bridge and say, yeah, I oppose what the Premier League are doing. So again, you've got to look at this very, very pragmatically. And there are a lot of fingers in a lot of different pies here. But also you've got to remember as well, as I said, you look at Man United, Arsenal, Fulham as well, because you can accuse Tony Khan of not having his focus fully on Fulham. Most would say his focus is more on AEW. So that's yet another American business owner who's in charge of an English club and the focus ain't there. So with that lack of focus comes a lack of respect for the history. So within that, you've got, you've got to look at how, as I said, how these owners see clubs they see them as businesses they see them as cash cows and what and what do you, what does any business want to try and do to make it successful make as much money as possible so these owners are as i said are not benevolent benefactors they're really not they're just there to make as much money as possible so as i said as disappointing as these proposals and that are they are only proposals they may it may not happen and yes it could be the death knell for a lot of the football league if it does happen and also getting rid of the community shield the community shield obviously used to be called the charity shield and raise money for local causes so that's not a good thing to get rid of either but it is one of them where as i said you've got to see where football is and where football's going and this pandemic has scared the crap out of a lot of entities who are like oh my god we're losing money hand over fist how do we stop the bleeding because it doesn't look like this pandemic crap is stopping anytime soon so a lot of a lot of entities are hedging their bets just look at if you think <laughs> i said football's a microcosm of society just look at if you think this is bad just look at retail if you think that, if you think these proposals are bad, just look at retail. Look at what's going on. Look at what's going on there as a sector, and you quickly start to realise that this is not just a football thing. It is. It's it's worldwide. Everybody's trying to like close ranks and make sure that their money's safe. Which, as said, on a pragmatic level, I can understand. I may not agree with the methods to getting it done but you got you kind of got to understand it and i said you can hear how forlorn i sound in my voice i said i am under no but i said like i said earlier i'm under no pretenses about this if these proposals are legitimate and t and clubs are trying to force it through it would be very interesting to see exactly who from each club 
is in favour. Very interesting. Because it's only been said Liverpool and Man United. But those two clubs alone can't make that much of a difference. Even though they're two of the biggest clubs in the country, they can't make that much of a difference alone. So as much as those two clubs will get vilified, they're not the only ones in on this swerve. I guarantee you they're not the only ones in on this swerve. But as I said, you look at, you look at say, retail as a sector where the panic buying frenzy at the beginning of March of 2020 is, is one of them where it's like, you think the supermarkets weren't in on that? They all took advantage of it. They all, t- they all took weeks to start, start imposing limits on how much people could buy because they saw there was a money train leaving and they didn't want to get left behind without being on it. And that's what this is. These proposals of dropping the number of teams in the Premier League to 18 and also dropping the EFL Cup, it's all about that money and keeping it at the top, which is sadly the state of football at the moment, which is why you keep hearing about these breakaway leagues all the time, because the top level of the game want to keep that money at the top. (sighs) Sad. It really is. It really is. I'm not happy with it. If I said, if these proposals are true, it's a disgrace. And I'm not happy with it. But what can you do when there's billions when there's billions riding on it? And fans can boycott stadiums and that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, if you're a season ticket holder, they've already got your money. <laughs> it's like it's like people turning up to games five minutes late to protest. Like the Bayern Munich fans did that a few years ago at Arsenal. It's like, well, they've already got your money. So you're just kind of mugging yourself off, really. And then the whole rumoured bin bags gimmick, where it's kind of like, oh, you can put bin bags on seats. Again, they've already got your money. They don't care whether you show up or not. They've already got your money after you waiting 12 years on a waiting list. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. But comment section is below. Let me know your views. Let me know your views at Pitch Talk on Twitter. Tweet with us, follow us, see what we are up to. Facebook.com forward slash Pitch Talk. Become a fan, become a friend. Become a member of the group as well. Remember, we have vlogs coming. We're trying to be pretty regular with it, to be honest. I've got a lot more vlogs coming. As said, keep an eye out for the pay- for my views on the Premier League offering pay-per-view football. I say offering. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, keep an eye out for that. We are also at Pitch Talk on Instagram as well. Keep an eye out on IGTV for all of our vlogs, including vlogs from uh, yours truly, Straight Shooting LJA, the G Man, also Nate Arsenal, and also JBK as well, and, and also blogs from Jesse Fizzle at pitchtalk.blogspot.com. Keep an eye out. So that's at pitchtalk on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash pitchtalk or search pitchtalk and look for our group and our fan page. And also Instagram at pitchtalk, Twitter at pitchtalk as well. I've been straight shooting LJA and I'll see you next time. Take it easy, peeps.